Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And today we are talking about book three in the Greenbone Saga by Fonda Lee, Jade Legacy. Wow, we have definitely got a book on our hands here. It is a thicken and so much content up in there. This really feels like a TV show almost. And I say that... Yeah. In the with the in the best way that I possibly can. I mean, like this just I feel like we're in like the last season of a show that I've been really invested in. I know I can just see all the characters and all the settings and just everything. And everything that happens is so much more intense because we've got so much context now. You know, we know all these people so well. And it's just it's great. This is awesome. Yeah, it's super good. And I totally agree with the TV show. I've had the same thought multiple times. Um, whereas most stories books will focus around a particular set of people accomplishing one thing you know there's like the quest this is kind of all over the place but not in a bad way like you said it's just we're getting to hear their lives and because it's played out this way we get to see the far-reaching consequences of what happened many years in the past now coming to fruition either positively or negatively affecting the story and it's very well done kind of does remind me of the sopranos just yeah. like it's in the sense that it's like it's all centered around this family, but everything else that's going on is is affecting like the kind of inner workings of this family, including the inner workings of this family. You know, <laughs> like the, like there's so many things that that they all have to worry about, but you know there are things kind of uh, on the interior, right? Like coming from within that are just also screwing everything up. And it is really yeah, well good. It is very, very good. And the character progression is second to none. I mean, it's very, very cool to see and remember the characters in book one and how far they've come. Some good, some bad in different ways. You know, it's not like one person was bad and now they're good, but it was just, they're just growing. Yeah, it's kind of a mix. Yeah. You know, like sometimes, like I don't even have like a favorite character anymore. Like I can't at this point. <laughs> like I thought yeah. I did, but I mean, they're like all kind of simultaneously my favorite. And I just, like sometimes a, a Shay chapter comes up and I'm like, what the hell is going to happen now? Like, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a good point. There is no character, and nor really has there been in all of these books that I'm like, oh, it's that person's character. Yeah, not really. I mean, it's You're very circumstantial. It's very circumstantial. Like sometimes, like there were a couple Andin chapters in this in this run right here where like they were kind of boring and so sometimes it'll be like one kind of boring chapter through one pov and then the chapter ends and i'm like all right so time for some helo now and then it's like and in what and it's like fuck like, <laughs> it's like another and in chapter um but wow. like but something really cool usually happens at the end you know you never have more than like one kind of like I don't, I don't even want to say the word boring. It's just like less. Episodes. Yeah, it's like, it's like less <laughs> eventful, you know? Yeah. Like it's not everything blowing up and everyone dying. It's like, well, we have to talk about trade deals. and Right. You guys need to understand this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and I'm cool with it. Yeah. It's, it's like, fine. Occasionally, Star Trek has to do like a time dilation episode. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and you watch it. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> you love Star Trek. <laughs> of course. All right. Uh, I, w I really want to start digging into a lot of this, and this might be a little bit longer of an episode, and the next episode is definitely going to be longer because that's the final one. I want to dig into this. Let's do the recap. You know, let's, uh, let's nerd out. All right, let's sink our teeth in this double meat sandwich. The book begins with Barrow working at the Double Double Casino in No Peak Territory. He helps a newly founded anti-Klan movement vandalize the building. At a meeting of Klan-loyal lantern men, 
Hilo kills a man named Yuin, who has betrayed No Peak in favor of the Mountain Clan. Hilo is coming to terms with Wen's deception and having difficulty reconciling her injuries and betrayal of his trust over the years. Mektar finds, tortures, and kills the crew boss Skinny Reams on a boat off the coast of Aspenia. Celebrating the new year at the Call Estate, Nopeak learns of an Egatanian spy plane shot down by the Aspenians over Yuman Island. Both countries are using the incident to escalate the war and possibly further involve Kikan. A meeting between the Royal Council and clan leaders is called, and both Hilo and Aitmata agree to increase funding to the Kikanese military. Wen and Woon kiss, despite Woon being married. Barrow attends an anti-clan meeting where he meets a girl named Emma. A foreigner in the crowd speaks up, championing the cause, though he is not from Kikan. After impressing some Espenian doctors while studying medicine in Janlun, Andon is invited to Espenia to showcase jade healing. Public ownership of jade is illegal in Espenia, but the calls and many authorities of the foreign nation would like to see the law struck down for their own ends. Wen and Hilo fight after Wen makes him dinner. They both mention divorce, but the subject is quickly buried and the two make love, the barrier between them over the last months finally easing. Shay travels to Lu Kang in southern Kikan, where she meets with the Pillar, Weatherman, and Horn of the Six Hands Unity Clan. The Pillar is interested in switching allegiances from the mountain to No Peak, and gives Shay valuable information on the mountain's mysterious increase in funding. A deal is nearly struck, but the Six Hands Pillar is betrayed by his horn. Shay is injured in the fight, and her replacement for Woon is killed. After Shay returns to Janlun, Woon's wife visits her and says she's leaving Woon because of the feelings he and Shay share. Barrow is arrested during a riot, but instead of being locked away is questioned by two Espenian men and offered a chance to spy on the anti-clan movement. He agrees to a lucrative deal. Hilo speaks to Nico about his mother's true fate. He explains that sometimes he must kill people he cares about for the good of the clan. Mektar, Hilo's pillar man, gets in a fight with his fiancée and kills her. This is an unforgivable crime within the clan, and Hilo takes Tar on a walk to a secluded spot to execute him. Instead of dealing a death blow, however, Hilo sends Tar into exile. In place of Mektar, Hilo has chosen his wife, Wen, to be his new pillar man. Whoa. How many years did that pass? Not very many in that chunk, did it? No, in that, was, that chunk, that was it was pretty... only like, it wasn't much. Yeah, that was just a couple months, I think. Wow, that chapter, that last, that last whole sequence there with Mektar. Oh, boy. That was, like, I really thought Hilo was going to do it. Yeah. Because, like, cause it was weird. Because Hilo, he kind of hesitated, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he like hit a tree or something, and he was just like super frustrated. And then Mektar is like, "Give me the knife, I got this. I know what I did, right?" Which right? <laughs> is just like Mektar is so the Mig brothers are so badass, and They're so badass. And then I thought Hilo was actually gonna do it, you know. So I thought it was like gonna be that kind of scene because it would have shown like Hilo's just he's really torn up about it. That was enough. It oh, was yeah. enough to show how torn up he was about it. But he could have still done it, and then he didn't. It's still such a good example of Hilo, uh, like being such a complicated character. Like he has so much humanity to him, but also he's like this cold-blooded killer. 
and it's it's perfect gosh i Hilo's really so thought cool. i had Hilo nailed in like chapter one of the first book i was like i know who this guy is no you don't um and no i didn't he is just continues to show his growth and his wisdom and his like self-introspection he's very self-aware yeah like um, he thought it was his fault yeah, yeah so that's my question is do you think that Fonda Lee's making a statement about how like ongoing violence can like kind of ruin and corrupt a good person and make him more susceptible to like domestic abuse because the violence is normalized or do you think it's more about like Hilo's progression as a character and he and him being self-aware enough to realize that he's partly responsible for turning Mike into the sort of person who's capable of that sort of thing by having him kind of be his his uh, take out the garbage man for so long I mean, I think it's nice that Hilo feels that way, I suppose, yeah. but also it's Mektar's responsibility to not Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Right. So it's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, I feel like, like Hilo, I think Hilo's wrong, um, not to feel that way, but about what he's, you know what I mean? Like his feelings are valid, right? Totally. But it's like, he's not right. It, no. it, it was all Mektar's. Yeah. It's not his fault. Yeah. That's, you said but, that in his, <laughs> I said that in like a thousand words. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's also, it's also important in those situations to like, yes, maybe it's not my fault, but are there things that I can learn from this and maybe adjust my course? So uh, I am a better person or a better, better leader. And he certainly does that. Well, I mean, he did do that because he hires on when as, because like, he kind of changed the role of the pillar man. Right. You mm -hmm. know, cause he kind of made it suit make Tara's abilities, you know, and he kind of like realizes he's like, I probably, shouldn't have done that like the pillar man should probably just be the pillar man you know and and when is much more suited to it probably would have been more suited to it the whole time and yeah, it probably, so. <laughs> and it, probably <laughs> it didn't really go over that but that was kind of like my thoughts on it it's like i mean make tar is great but like make make tar like the first fist or something and yeah exactly because like, because when wanted to get involved anyway and and it's like it would have probably made it so that she wouldn't have had to keep so many secrets also, mm -hmm. like if you really want to dig back into it, like it might have prevented her from getting um, like captured and like had a bag put over because they probably could have been they would have been able to formulate a more cohesive plan with when in the right. picture. Like so I, I that that sent me down just like a giant tumble of thoughts like that. Whole oh, part. yeah, that's really and that's good. A good segue into talking about their relationship a little bit because it's both had its ups and downs in massive ways. Yeah. And it's really interesting that she like cares so much about Hilo and providing being useful to the clan that she's willing to do something that will make Hilo hate her. And it does because Hilo is like, you know, if there's anything he's about, it's loyalty. And he saw that as like an absolute betrayal, but she was also doing it for him kind of. So it was just like, not even kind of directly. So it was just, it's a weird situation I, they have set up <laughs> i don't even i think he's being a baby oh yeah i no, think he's, he's being, being a not big cool baby about it. yeah i mean like we even reading about that i was just like come on man like i know it's like, isn't like, it bad enough that she's like laid up in bed with you, right? you know it's come on he's like how on. dare you put the rest of the family through all of this like dude she is like can't <laughs> formulate a sentence or like go out and, <laughs> in public without stumbling all over herself like i think she's probably suffered enough without you being uh, supportive right now but I mean, like, I don't want to go into full, like, you know, amateur author mode or anything like that. But this is just another really good example of how your characters don't have to make sense, right? No, like your your characters don't. don't well, I mean, they have to make sense, but they don't have to be rational, 
right? Like they don't have, it's, it's weird when people kind of like pick apart characters and they're like, well, that wasn't a very rational thing to do. Ergo bad character. And it's like, no, yeah. that makes him a really good character. Like this is a, this is a human being with human emotions. Like a really good example of a human emotion is being a giant baby. Like <laughs> when you're, <laughs> when you're, when you feel like you've been betrayed, you know, and it's like, were you though? You know, like, were you betrayed, right. Hilo? You were betrayed by your wife who was, like, literally was in that situation because she wanted to help you. And was capable of it. Be useful. Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's not like Wen was just like, I want to go to Espenia and just, I don't know what I'm doing. No, she was really capable and really mm-hmm. smart. And that whole plan, like, probably wouldn't have even gone off the way it did without her. And he doesn't really take it out on Shay too much or Andon, who are both, like, absolutely there and totally as culpable especially shay because she was in a position to green light or red light that and yeah i mean he's pissed but he's not that pissed <laughs> um what else should we talk about um oh man there's so much um, Jeez, like, there, there really is we could go uh, back okay, to the beginning here like, i gotta say that i was kind of right and kind of wrong and i'm more right once we get to my section but at the end of the last book i made a prediction that there might be like a couple years i just had a feeling there's gonna be a couple years that passed between the end of book two and the start of book three which i was wrong on there's only a couple months however uh in the first half of this book we jump forward and especially once we get to the uh, second section we start skipping years yeah, we're jumping so around. So my instincts quite a bit. were right, but I was wrong. Directly. You were wrong about when it was going to happen, but yeah, you, you were right. That was right. Well, was I'm glad right. we segued. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we we took that little detour into Chad's right. Land. Yeah, me too. I mean, we gotta we gotta make sure we touch on that. You know. <laughs> Hang on one sec. Let me let me okay. look at the list. Oh, go ahead. I have a question for you. Okay, so let's talk a little bit, and then maybe you can explain this to me um, about the situation where Jade. Uh, not Jade. Shay is going to meet up with the Six Hands Clan. They're oh gonna, yeah, that was a whole thing. Yeah, they're gonna turn key and join up. And she learns how the mountain is making their extra money, and it's like they're smuggling the Jade back into Kikon, and then doing what with it? They were smuggling it from the Uwue Islands. Uwue <laughs> from from uh, Zapanyo's. Um, like predecessor Dang. yeah okay um did i use the word predecessor there correctly yeah. well person that um, came person that yeah, came no, after no, the, him no no zapunio we don't know who his who came before him his um his the person who came after him <laughs> <laughs> i'm so flaking on that word <laughs> anyway too. um yeah so they're kind of like taking they're they're taking the profits and jade from jade smuggling from the, i think the barukan um I'm getting some terms mixed up here, but essentially they're still making money off the Jade smuggling trade and selling okay. that Jade to Egaton. So that's, there's like this kind of, um, it's like a few paragraphs, right? Where they're, they're basically like after, after this whole series of events, they kind of like, they can make some bill, you know, some legislation, they push it through that says that there's no more like selling of jade offshore or something or at least like with okay. the way islands i don't know i feel like this this whole series is kind of like for me personally divided into like a few different sections and whenever it gets like overly political like that yeah <laughs> i kind of tune it out it's like watching the first three um 
like Star Wars movies or like the prequel movies where it's just mm-hmm. like like uh the trade federation is it there's a trade embargo <laughs> with Naboo and it's like that's interesting and I'm sure it's important cool, cool. but like <laughs> I should probably be paying more attention to it and I kind of understand it and it is really important obviously um and it lends a lot of kind of like substance like legitimacy to everything that's going on here right I mean it would be this complicated um, but it's just not as interesting to me. So that's kind of naturally, it's just kind of like goes Tuning in and out. I don't know. Yeah, I remember her <laughs> being like, oh my gosh, she's smuggling it back into KCON. And then I literally blanked from there until fighting. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was kind of like, are, haven't they been like this whole time? I mean, it's funny that they were so like, how are they making so much money? And it's like, really though? Like, well, how, probably how is smuggling. It? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how's everybody been making money? The same way she's been doing it for the last two books. <laughs> <laughs> but that whole that whole part was really interesting because you know you got like six hands unity and the I thought that deal was just going to go off without a hitch. Me too. You know, I really thought that that was just Shay going to. I thought the chapter was going to wrap up and Shay was just going to be like, "Cool, another deal," and like put on sunglasses and like go back to Jam Loon, <laughs> and then it's just like this whole and then it, it flips so quickly to, oh my god, is Shay gonna die like right, right. now? Like I mean, we're in the last book, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was like, it's I mean, gonna be a bold move. Don't have it happen. Don't have it happen. I know, right? I did not want. I don't want Shay to die no. at all. I think Shay is gonna live through this whole thing personally. I agree. Um, but yeah, that that scene was cool. I mean, I'm curious to see if the stuff in Liu Kang is going to be as important later in the book because it hasn't really come up in at least the first half so far. I mean, they've got like, um, like no peak fists and stuff like there and there seems to be kind of like a schism between the people that were on the previous pillar side and the the new pillar side and stuff it's interesting but it's like i think it was just a little bit of like intrigue weaving in and also to get some like didn't see this coming action yeah and get and get dirt on the mountain clan and just kind of like show what they've been up to oh right because we needed a mechanism to learn how they were exactly how even though we all knew like uh, smuggling jade probably or shine one of the two so old wound and Shay was kind of an interesting uh <laughs> I took notes on that. I you know what? You know what? I love you Fonda Lee. I hope you write a million books because I want to read all of them. But that I don't I don't buy it. Dude. There, I said it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Like I feel like it was it feels forced. It doesn't feel like they had, they had zero chemistry. I know for two books, and, and then it's just like, oh, she's like in love with so him. Much. Yeah. Yeah. But man, yeah, I don't buy and it. I, like I also just don't like how it happened. Like, come on, we don't need Wooden to be like be a bad dude about it. No, like his wife comes in just like crying. Just like obviously you love him, and like, and it's just like this is all pretty ridiculous like i don't know whatever well and she even kind of takes it she even like mentions it she's like she's like oh man it like sucks that like i thought that you really were into him or like she said something that like it's worse the way that you're coming about it she was like ah well yeah it just kind of happened i don't know i wasn't even really into him but like like, uh." wild how that kind of stuff goes down right like what am i supposed to do yeah it's like i have feelings for him i never knew i had and it's like i didn't know you had them either no one did yeah (laughs) But I, I mean, it's I like Woon a lot. Um, Me too, like quite a bit. Woon's like the only person in these books that's not like <laughs> awful. <laughs> I know he's or, just a good guy trying yeah. to be a good dude. 
he even refuses Shay's advancements because Shay's like he doesn't even with zero regard for his is it fiance? No, he's married. He's married with zero regard. She's like, like no, it's so bad. Uh. <laughs> yeah. and then grabs him and then he's like, no, no, twice. Um, and then the wife kind of gets on. Also, can Barrow just like ever be a regular guy with a regular job? Like, no. He's just got crime in his soul. You know what? Um, not to. I think we can we can veer off into Evan was right territory. Oh yeah. But, um, and I'm patting myself on the back here, but I think I kind of called like Barrow kind of representing. Yeah. You know, like just there is this whole movement against this clan structure, mm-hmm. right? They needed and, a voice. Yeah, I, and it's it's um it's really violent and really maybe it needs to be. I don't know. That's a big question, obviously. Well, he gets but the it, worst of the worst, but it's to show here's what can happen because of this setup. Yeah, the setup is not. I mean, the, the like the structure that's in place, the system in place is not going to crumble easily. Like, right. Maybe it's going to take a lot of violence, and I mean, yeah. but then I don't know. Like, I feel like um, if it wasn't for the clan war, this this system doesn't seem to be that bad. You know, I mean, at least it's, from the, from the vantage that we're sitting at, like, it's very ripe for corruption, though. Like, I think it's Fonda Fonda's way of being like, yeah, this is a great story and it's super exciting, but like, mm, like families of power giving like with sons and like, you know, that's not a very good way to like run a country, right? But what I'm wondering is like, I mean, because the uh, like the clanless movement is interesting, but it's like I wish we could sit in on like a little bit more of the meetings and kind of like hear a little bit more, yeah, about like why because ex- it's I mean basically their narrative is just like we're tired of living under this system, and it's like well, what specifically about it um, is? I mean, because I I mean I can understand that it is bad because it's susceptible to corruption and there's like these really disruptive wars that go on and right all of that there's um, like gang battles in the streets like not cool but what do they want instead do they just want like abolish right. jade and like just the entire hierarchy and just have the royal council and like, jade's you know, a thing guys yeah they, it's not going anywhere you know the word capitalism came up did you notice that it did yeah yeah it did. i thought that was interesting uh-huh oh <laughs> i got something uh the the final thing that i have here is i fully expected hilo to lie to Nico and be like, yeah, no, she got a heart attack right as we were coming to get you. But no, he's just like, yeah, sometimes you got to kill people. And uh, that time I had to kill your mom. <laughs> like, whoa. And then he's like, yeah, he was no, pretty matter to- of fact. Yeah. It. He's like, I wanted to hear it for you to hear it from me just so you didn't get like hear any rumors, like any rumors he could hear could be worse than the truth, <laughs> which is I killed her. Cause she yeah. didn't do what I wanted and thought was best for you. I know it felt a little bit, it felt a little bit manipulative on Hilo's part because he was kind of just like, well, if I hadn't done it, then you wouldn't be around all these people that yeah. love you so much. And and you it's like, this is inheritance. A, yeah, like, yeah, right. Like you wouldn't be where you're supposed, you want to be where you're supposed to be, right? And it's like, Hilo, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like you killed his mom. Like <laughs> that kid would have been fine. That kid would have been totally fine. He had two loving parents. He Regular been, kid. Yeah. And, and then... um. And like you, you know what, to get you, know what, what you, you wanted. And you know what's interesting too is in the very next chapter, he doesn't even do that. He doesn't even do the thing he said he needs to do, 
right? So it's like, oh yeah, isn't that interesting? How he's like, he's like, well, I can't do it with this guy. I could do it with this kid's mom, right? right. But I, but like, not make tar. Like he's like my brother, you know. So it's yeah. like even he's willing to like wibble wobble on that a little bit, yeah. you know. And, it's and I like, guess the difference between like it being cool and it being a killable offense is like your loyalty, you know. It's like, well, if yeah. you cheat, it's totally okay for the brother of the person who got cheated on to just murder that person. But if, you know, it's just like a little bit of a tiff taff, you know, one night, well, murder is going to get you killed. <laughs> he gets to pick and choose when he's being honorable, mm-hmm. you know, and he gets to pick and choose like what honorable means. Yes. Right. And so and he it's uses like, that as a justifier. Yeah. And so that just felt kind of like skeezy when he's like talking oh, yeah. to his kid and trying to justify it. And it's like there wasn't even any kind of like internal dialogue where he felt like he was justifying it to himself and like had any kind of doubt he has no doubts about it he's just no like, doubts yeah and and i think that's going to be his undoing i mean um i could be proven wrong we're not at the end of this book yet but i don't know there's like, been maybe he'll learn his lesson but i don't know i don't maybe he's maybe he's too set in his ways you know i think he will learn his lesson as he learns his final lesson <laughs> i think it will be the final lesson that he learns because there has been a ongoing theme of this book Um, because so much time has passed, and I think it's a really cool theme, is that good deeds and bad deeds are like good seeds and bad seeds, and they will grow up and come back. You know, there's been multiple times where someone did an act of kindness. Acts of kindness have netted gain in the future, and then also how um, bad things have come back to bite them way farther than they, I'm sure, thought. Absolutely. Well, I think we picked this apart pretty well. Do you want to get into the second recap? I do indeed. After learning that the Aspenian government will soon be voting on medicinal jade legalization, Andin travels to Aspenia and displays the benefits of bioenergetic jade healing. The vote passes. Hilo instructs Andin to travel to a smaller Aspenian town to meet with a local named Remy. The two negotiate a business arrangement to prevent the mountain from gaining a foothold in Aspenia. At a meeting of the Call family, Hilo orders the Horn Juen to destroy an Aspenian ship operating off the coast of Kekon that is dredging the ocean floor for runoff jade. Barrow is still working for the Aspenians as their spy, with the growing clanless movement, but is having trouble gaining the trust of the movement's leadership. He does, however, manage to receive the role of secretary, organizing and recording all of the clanless members, which he passes on to the Aspenians. Hilo has been training with an Aspenian Special Forces member, trained in the use of jade, though after learning the man's plans to start a company of jade-using mercenaries back on Aspania, he angrily cuts ties, telling the man to never send his mercenaries to kick off. Rue and Nico sneak into the mountain territory to witness Nico's rival, the heir to the mountain clan, fight a challenger. After the duel, they see a group of clanless riding slights against the most powerful Greenbone families, including their own. Rue tries to intervene, but Juan, the Horn of No Peak, arrives and removes the boys from the situation before they or the clanless could do anything. Hilo and Wen go on a vacation after Wen establishes contacts in the Aspenian jade fighting and film industry. During a party, they meet a Kekanese man, who is a star in the Aspenian movies. Hilo recruits the actor, 
expanding Nopeak's influence into the entertainment sector. Barrow finally catches a break, and after a call one evening from Emma, spends a steamy night with her and learns that the clanless leadership is planning something big happening the following day, information which he relays to his Espenian handlers. The following day, during a quarterly meeting of the Kekon Jade Alliance, with all the clan's pillars in attendance, Hilo receives a note telling him that he is in danger and to leave immediately. As he is doing so, Ait Madashi takes a knife to the neck from a member of the Vendo family, whose male members she had killed for plotting against the Mountain Clan. Though grievously wounded, she manages to escape, not a moment too soon as seconds after, a van parked in front of the building explodes, causing the building to collapse with all the clan's pillars inside. Shay arrives at the scene. While her clan desperately digs for survivors, especially Hilo and her husband Woon, she finds a dying Ait Madashi in a temple close to the bombing site. Thinking Hilo and the rest of the clan's pillars dead, she helps Mata and together with a reluctant Andin, takes her back to Andin's apartment where he begins to heal her injuries. They learn that Hilo and Woon both survive, and Andin makes the tough decision to let a wounded Ait Madashi leave. Hilo is of course displeased when he awakes in the hospital, learning that Andin and Shay had the enemy pillar in their grasp and did nothing about it. What a scene. I don't want what? to just skip to the end. What the <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And another almost killed you. Oh my god, that was that whole part. I had, I was just running my hands through my hair. I honestly was, didn't know. I was like, he looking at that. He looking at that. He looking at that. I was thinking that, and then when uh, Shay walks into the temple and sees Aitmata, Aitmata's just like, Hilo's dead. Yeah, and I was like, dead. what is he dead? <laughs> like we're halfway through this book. Like he could actually be dead. Yeah, uh, but he's not. Nope. And she. Uh, the uh, Fonda gets away with it too by explaining that he's had anti um, IED training. Right. I know. And I thought that whole, I, I, I thought that whole weird plot line was just like kind of didn't matter, but it's a good example of, yes, yep. it does. You know, um, I wonder if the mercenaries are going to come into play later. I don't know. He tells them in like no uncertain terms, like you do not bring them back here to cake on. And so I wonder if they're going to come back and to cake on. <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe he like, these guys are pretty uh, important. Oh, I hope Hilo has life. to fight him to the death. I hope Andin cool. has to fight him to the death. Ooh, yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, the part where Andin and Shay are in Andin's apartment with Aitmata and the former Horn of the <laughs> Mountain, and Aitmata and the former Horn are like kind of getting their stuff together, getting ready to leave, and then there's a phone call, and Shay's like. <laughs> Shay's like, oh my God, Hilo's alive. And then you're just reading it and you're just like, wait a minute. So if Hilo's alive, that means that, oh my God, oh no, oh my God. And like everyone has the same string of thoughts all simultaneously looking at each other, knowing <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a good call on Andin's part. Um, I think so too. Because at this point, with everything else that's going on externally, um, if you're not counting the Mountain Clan and No Peak, it's almost like. It, it would be more chaotic to have Aitmata die. Like right. the Coben family taking power is probably worse than Aitmata oh, yeah. being in power at this point. Just, you know, when you take everything else into account. So, you know, and, and honestly, like Hilo seemed upset, but he didn't seem that mad. Like, yeah. he, like he, like he was mad, 
but and maybe it was just a, a you know a result of his injuries or whatever and he was just so banged up he couldn't like physically be mad or whatever but i think he knows too right it was for the good of kikan no and and then it's just like am i gonna I, I swore an oath to myself you know oh, oh, like am i gonna go him, back yeah. yeah am i gonna go back on this oath and good on you andon you know yeah i don't definitely I, good on him i thought he might <laughs> like in that moment <laughs> he, he thought he might do yeah because they were both stronger than the other two mm-hmm. um I, I am i will say like um i was a little disappointed because like i wish that um andon and i mata would have had a little bit more interesting of a conversation yeah, uh, that was like my that, if I had one gripe about all of that, it's just like I felt like that was a really good um, opportunity for Andin and Aitmata or even Shay and Aitmata or the three of them to just have like maybe maybe there wasn't much for them to talk about if you kind of take everything else into consideration. But I don't know. I was just I felt a little let down because I was just like, these are two really inc- like interesting characters and it would have been good to have them have another conversation. Because yeah, like a bigger conversation, I suppose like you've grown up. Like, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're so much more mature. Got now some muscles you're... on you, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still okay. obviously a great, a great middle uh, ending for this book. Yes. You know? uh, and two very interesting things happen. So who's the one character? one character who has shown zero growth <laughs> this entire time Ait Madashi oh yeah I guess that's, yeah two things happen well three I guess one but two that really hit her I think uh one is she gets knifed in the neck and she's like oh at least I'm surrounded by all these loyal people to me nope Hilo, all it takes right. is him standing in front of the door and he almost pities her because he's like, she's realizing as she looks around, oh, this is how, th- this is what brutal, this is what fear does as opposed to love. You know, like this is yeah. how, this is the result of my leadership style. Yes, it's very effective, but it also is now going to kill me. And you can see her having that, or Hilo can see her having that realization that she has no friends in the room, no one truly loyal to her. So yeah, that's, that's a big thing. That was like and, hard to read. Yeah. 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 It's kind of felt bad for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine yeah. like having a knife in your neck and you're dying? And then everyone in the room, there's like 12 people in the room and they all just sit down and wait for you to die. Yeah. Oh, oh ouch. Like, nope. No one's even trying. <laughs> uh, and then she gets out which is crazy that she <laughs> busts through the on window the third story the third story that was pretty cool i remember even thinking in my head like oh they must be on the first story and it was like the third story i was like oh wow <laughs> okay so the second thing that happens is of course and in letting her leave and i think we're gonna hit get hit once again with that theme of the seeds planted will come to fruition later and that that's a breaking of the cycle of violence right there. And I think right. those two things might have a powerful effect on her and she might grow. I'm interested to see kind of like what the dynamic between the mountain and no Pete clan is after all of this, because you were even starting to see it a little bit because um, the mountain and no peak fists were kind of cooperating with each other sometimes, mm-hmm. like when Taking they went and the sank that boat. boat. Yeah. Um, and we weren't seeing a ton of that in the previous two books so maybe that was i mean if you really want to dig into it it could have been like some kind of foreshadowing um maybe the differences between these two clans just 
after a while aren't going to matter in the face of this whole like the the slow war that's happening and you know they, they now they have a common enemy in that there's right. this whole movement against them and stuff and you know there's not very much of the book left so <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna like <laughs> they're gonna like take down the, all their enemies and then like commence fighting again like i don't think that's gonna happen no, no. And it's again, <clears throat> Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Interesting look at how this book doesn't have like obviously like Aitmanashi is like not a good guy, but like she's not the capital T bad guy. She's not Sauron here. She's just a leader of an opposing gang. Capital T for the oh the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the bad, bad guy. guy. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, cool. it worked. You're right. Okay, no, you're right. I was just like, did he mean B? Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're capitalizing the. Yeah, the. She's not TB, the bad. The no, T- she's just she's just a regular baddie that they got to deal with, and she might grow. She might become a goodie before this is all done. Maybe not. I don't know. She seems too ruthless to me. Like I mean, she she gives me that vibe of like, if if she had the opportunity, she would have killed Andon. Like if there's if their places have been switched. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so maybe if that opportunity came up again, she would take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Slits his throat like you are weak, and then you should have yeah. killed me while you had the chance. You probably I mean, that would have been yeah, like that would have been the more realistic thing to do, or that that would be the more realistic thing to do if that if that came up again. Do you think <laughs> Andon is going to have to fight in an awesome battle before the end of this series is over? I hope he doesn't. <gasps> what I don't I don't want him to. Really? I don't know. Because, you know, it, he already it did is, it. He already, it's fine to be a conscientious objector, but sometimes it is the right move. Right. Yeah. If you see an act of true evil happening, yeah, sometimes it's uh, the right move to go stop right. it. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think Andon, Andon has taken his licks at this point. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that it would, I think it was more like, um, important to his character to let Aitmata leave in this instance. Um, and I hope he carries on with the oath that he kept to himself and stuff. Like, I just don't see how it would really serve the story or his character that much. Oh, it's to... only serving me. I just want to <laughs> Yeah. And he's really good at it. <laughs> he's really, he's good really, at really good at it. Yeah. If um, I'll be totally okay with it, if he doesn't, as long as we get to see a couple of those temple dudes fight. I don't think we're going to see it. Dude, how weird was it? Um, like at the end, what did they yell out in the room? Oh, the heavens have seen. Yeah. Or something. Seen. That, was like, Whoa, bro, that was weird. That was weird. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't even do anything. They just immediately start screaming that. Can you imagine being in the room again with with a knife in your neck and you fall down? No one's helping you out. And you got like these four guys in robes that are just like the heavens have seen the heavens. have <laughs> seen. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Like you'd think, like, aren't you guys supposed to do something? Except I'm gurgling because I have a, again, a knife in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some time started to happen. Some time passage started to happen there a little bit. There yeah. were a few times that it was like, I think a year went by. It jumped seven years at one point. Yeah, I think seven, seven years went by. I don't know how to feel about it. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. And I wasn't, I wasn't upset about it or anything. And I think it makes sense, obviously. But it's like it lends quite a bit of like like i said before like realism and like legitimacy to stuff because it's like you can't just have a million things happening every day right obviously that's not how these things work 
these kinds of conflicts have their kind of like uh, crests and troughs. Yeah, you know, and like, flow. Yeah, it's not it's not just like this total, you know, giant messy thing like all the time forever. It's like you know, like days go by, months go by, years go by, um, and I, I think it's interesting and probably really important to include that. And we want to see these kids grow up too. Yeah, you know, like I was legitimately worried that either Rue or um, Nico, Nico or both was going to get killed there. Cause I kind of, yep. I kind of predicted that in um, one of our earlier episodes, they're too vulnerable, man. Like one of them's going to go, I just yeah. I can feel it, you know, like something's going to have to make Hilo go super Saiyan, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I am getting a Dragon Ball Z vibe from some of this stuff. You know, oh, they're, like, yeah. they're like flying around and like, <laughs> So, absolutely um but yeah something's like we haven't seen like Hilo like completely lose it yet you know what i mean like we have yeah. we seem to get really close but like we haven't and i'm not like i said in the last episode i'm not hoping that like when dies or Andon right. dies or like but, but like, something three, is gonna happen soon the kids are like, when and when already got it once so i'm thinking not her i think I th- she'll be there to lead the the next generation into the right path i don't know i'm gonna make like kind of a dark prediction here okay um i think nico is gonna die and there won't be a pillar um i think nico and hilo are gonna die and then shay is gonna become the pillar and Ooh. andon is gonna be the weatherman or maybe rue the stone eye pillar yeah so uh, rue might be the the pillar but he might not be old enough um, I can't remember how like the progression goes. I think it's siblings first and then kids. But I do think, yeah, like some something something with the kids, you know. Oh, but yeah. like a, a lot of time had to go by. I mean, I think it's cool that Andon is quite a bit older now. It's interesting yeah. to to watch him. Like he's like my age, you know. It's pretty cool. I think the real winners of this story will be the common man and woman. Yeah. Do you think that they're gonna abolish uh, the the clans? Do you think it's just not gonna be a thing anymore? either abolish or evolve one of the two right. um mix just... mix uh mix jade and gold together yeah a little yeah. little jade and gold being mixed in there uh, also can we just talk for a second about barrow getting the hilarious nickname of catfish he like, calls into report it's like catfish here i know i love that part where like <laughs> he he's like i hate the name catfish and then he calls it because he's got information of like who is this and he's like it's catfish <laughs> it's catfish <laughs> He doesn't even say the catfish or anything. He's just like, it's catfish. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. Also, what a total schmuck. Every time we get a little bit of like window into his internal thoughts, you're just like, God, what a piece of human waste. He's like sitting there yeah. talking about like Emma. And then he's like, yeah. Uh, or he's not. He's like thinking about it to himself. And he was like, he considered forcing himself on her, but he only didn't because like one of her friends might like beat him up and it might damage his standing with right. the Spenians. Like, Whoa, you what? Yeah yeah i don't i mean i like i like the barrow chapters because of everything that's going on in them but i don't really like barrow as a character i never have like i just eh. and it's not like i don't like him because i I wouldn't hang out with him it's just like he's not even really interesting really like he's just yeah (laughs) a schmuck he's a schmuck um okay i have a question for you evan that i kind of hit me while i was reading that and i almost like stopped myself during my own summary is emma the person who stabs Ait Midashi? Yeah, yeah. She was um Oh uh, I totally b- missed that. 
Yeah, the the guy, the Coben guy that was assassinated at the end of Jade War. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a Vendo. It was Vendo yeah. family, right? Oh yeah, not Coben. Sorry, I got the, the got those mixed up. I thought it was like his first name, but yeah, yeah, Coben's the the good guy. Yeah, or not good, but I know what you're in good standing. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the daughter of a man that was assassinated, and even the the pillar, the former pillar that comes in later into Andon's apartment, kind of says like, "I told you, you should have killed that whole family." Right. You know. So yeah, that was who. Emma okay, because I never made the connection between her being a Vendo. Like I knew who the Vendos were. I got that part when I was reading mm-hmm. it, but I just didn't put together like that was her. Yeah, and it's um, very telling too because if uh, I kind of like oh. went back and kind of glanced at that chapter when Barrow goes over to her apartment because it was like the smash. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> she, she was very on edge because her her whole role in that was to kill the pillar of the Mountain Clan. Like, so why did she give Barrow? That was a weird. Place? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So like that was a weird. It felt a little bit like a throwaway line. Um, and Fonda, if you're listening to this, just we're we're digging in because we're nerds. Okay, we're yeah. not like like <laughs> you wrote a really amazing trilogy here. Also, hey, I... <laughs> she's so beautiful. Have you seen Fonda? Yeah, let's keep going here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, but like, there, if it felt like kind of a throwaway line, just because it was like, uh, oh, she must have thought Barrow was either an informant or something else. Like, moving on, you know. Um, For, well, when I don't she remember gives him the. Yeah, I don't remember the exact line, but um, like, why Barrow, would she do that though? I don't know. Barrow was like thinking about it, and it was like one line. She thought he was gonna say something anyway, or something. Huh. You know. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it wasn't really. I want another line now. I don't want to dig back through and find it. <laughs> Barrow goes back to that guy's apartment or whatever. Yeah. Um, like the so is she house. trying to get them in trouble? I don't, hmm. Maybe she doesn't, maybe she knew Barrow was working for the other side. Yeah, that's what, and, he, that's what he thinks happened, is that she knew it. But I don't know how she would oh, know. And when either. she was like, I don't want the Espenians to have control here. So she wanted him to be followed. So she wanted to take down the Spenian guy yeah because like a double wham move because she had said i have no love for the the Spenians, yeah yeah or or the the egotanians oh okay it's kind of like what she said so um, oh wow that all that was kind of like this weird like kind of cascade of lines where it was like oh okay okay i guess like whatever okay Um, so she knew barrow was uh was the catfish (laughs) but i don't know how she would have known that I mean, unless I mean, she was very smart, and he's obvious as fuck. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, that was really weird too. Uh, when he was in the room with that uh, Egotanian guy, and he was like, "He's he he's so he's stupid, such an idiot." Yeah, dude. he was just like, "How could they have known?" Well, then why and wouldn't like, they? Uh... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what the line was. And then the guy's yeah. just like, "Oh wait, you're an informant," and he's just like, "Well, no, I just that was something no, that uh... happened at school yesterday. I don't know." You're just, like, <laughs> it's like so dumb like barrow through the sheer luck of your chinny chin chin have you managed right. to survive this far i hope he lives out this whole series me too i hope yeah. he becomes i hope he becomes one of the the jade priests <laughs> that was that's out of left field uh, you know yeah, he, maybe, jade, yeah. he finds he oh and it would be such a lesson right is that the thing that he the, the thing that he lusted after that caused him so much pain, he ends up going back to in a healthy way. It's like not all things are good, not all things are bad. And what if that happens, 
circle less on that would I be. I really don't believe that's going to happen, but if it does, I'll buy, so, you a, I'll buy you a beer. Oh, yes. I'll Venmo you a I'm beer. So, it would be kind of poetic, though, right? He spends all his day like with a big old rock, just like humming and being one with the universe. Um. All right. Finds so I think we've kind of like... Jade. Is there anything <laughs> else you want to go over? Uh, let me read my notes real fast here. Okay. You know what I would really love to see is whatever happens with the um like the Kekanese film industry mm-hmm. and stuff because um those chapters were kind of interesting but like probably probably the boring parts in this section it's for certainly me certainly the boring parts like when when Wen and Hilo go on that vacation Ugh. um and they they're just like talking to all these people it's just like movies like yeah (laughs) uh, but maybe it'll come back in a big way i mean i wasn't mad that they happened or anything but it was definitely one of those things where it was like i don't think anything interesting really is going to happen here um i mean the writing's good characters are cool it's um it's a smart move by when they do need to start influencing the people and i like watching hilo through when's eyes Mm-hmm. Um, those those are kind of cool moments, like when Hilo like shakes that guy's hand, and he's just like, "Oh wow, like we love incorporating Jade into these sports." And Hilo's just like, "Uh huh," like I think it's absolutely fucking <laughs> yeah, horrible, but, shit, yeah. but like I'm just gonna like keep shaking your hand, whatever. Like I don't want to start a fight here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wen's just like, "Look at him go." Like, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that's pretty cool. One other interesting tidbit here before we wrap. Uh, and this happened in the first section that we talked about, but it was the first time it was just weird. Occasionally she'll do this. I've noticed is we have a whole chapter from a perspective of someone that we have never been with before. And we never will be again. It was the horn, uh, Juan, Juan, Juan. Um, and he goes to meet up with lunch with Hilo. Oh, yeah. And then and that's when Hilo tells him about like the ship that's dredging. That's and he, true. And it's just kind of like Fonda's way of like not pigeonholing her characters or, or our perspective of them. Just kind of giving us a third party's view of the family and how they're the machinations and their interactions and how he's kind of like, uh, we always go to the same freaking restaurant, even though right, there's way yeah. better restaurants, but I guess they've got the squishy balls, whatever, you know, the squid balls. <laughs> I never really even thought about that, but you're totally right. It is a really awesome, it kind of like in line with what I was saying about like seeing Hilo through Wen's eyes or whatever. Like, yeah. Like, it's kind of nice. To, it's like a break. Yeah. You know? and it's like, we kind of learn like the restaurant isn't all that great. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we're going to the, the, what's it called again? the the lucky lucky twice the, the twice, twice lucky twice yeah, lucky, yeah. oh it's twice double, lucky double. again cool yeah. <laughs> i know yeah it's just like okay all right so before we wrap up here we've got one more episode we're going to do after this and it's going to be a really long one um because i think i'm reading this on my kindle and it's at like 45 percent. so we're not even like technically at the halfway mark here the interlude but, was just such a clean it was a really clean break yeah <clears throat> um so like just give me like a prediction, you know? Like what do you think how do you, how do you think that this book is going to end? We've kind of touched on it, but like try to be a little more specific. Like where okay. do you think everyone's going to be at? Like who do you think's going to die? You don't have to get like, you know, you don't have to talk about it for like an hour, but it's just like okay, okay. Uh this is what I got so far. I think that when or one of the two kids is going to die. And that is going to be the thing that makes Hilo go Super Saiyan. He is going to go on a bloody (laughs) rampage that's going to be kind of good, but also at the core of it will be this toxic 
darkness that has been kind of an ongoing theme that the bad part of Hilo is going to come out strong and he's going to do a bunch of damage probably too much um and he's going to get taken out in that process and whether it's one bloody rampage or it's a long string of bloody rampages i kind of lent tends towards the long string and mm-hmm. he just goes down this like super war path it's like a, almost him who starts a fight now he's like he's starting a war um purely for revenge or whatever um and and it might even be a misunderstanding, kind of like it was with Lawn. Uh, Lawn, um, you know, I'm not sure that it'll be like an actual deliberate act or something. It might even be a misunderstanding. And then at the very end, he'll be taken out while learning the error of his ways. And maybe I don't think the clans will be dissolved, but I think they'll be evolved. Okay. Yeah. And I have no idea what's going to happen with Aimadashi. I think I share a decent amount of that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything okay. that you would change or that you want to add to it? Um, I mean, I agree that something's going to happen to Hilo's family. Probably. Um, I think. Like, I can I can see Shay and Andin um, surviving all of this. I think it's going to come down to Shay yes. and Andin. Uh, that's at least my thoughts on it. I, I think Woon is safe. Like Shay's already lost like one guy. Yeah. Uh, like, oh yeah, Shay had a baby, by the way. Oh yeah, Shay had a baby. Yeah, yeah. that just happened uh, like super fast. Yeah, it's fine. Um, happy for Shay and Woon. Good, good, good on you, Shay. I think Ait Madashi is probably gonna die. Yeah. Um, I think, or maybe she won't, and the her her successor will. Ooh. Um, that one guy. Maybe I, wanna... I think I'm going to change my answer to that. I think Ait Madashi is going to survive this. I think she's going to be alive at the end of this book. Really? Okay, you might yeah. be right. Um, however, I want to add, I want to append something, if I may, in that I think, I think that Ait Madashi is going to have a change of heart. I'm using big fat air quotes. He's, she's going to use the fact that Hilo pitied her and saw that look on her face and to it. gain leverage. I don't know, when she got knifed in the neck, Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's yeah. she's gonna use that to like send him up and be like, we should just all set aside our differences, but then really <laughs> not, and actually use it as like a place to like lure him out. Yeah, on his own I and still take think yeah, like she, that might yeah, be the I thing s- that takes out the she's uh, a the family she, member. She's a Hydra, you know. Like, yeah. she, it's um, I don't think we've seen the last of Mandashi, but I think she is going to be alive at the end of this book. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why it just feels feels right. You think like cheese grater Eli alive like Annan's mom or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, okay. So we've done our predictions, we've done our synopses, we've done our ramblings about everything. <laughs> but I do before we wrap this up, and I tell you all to go support us on Patreon, I do want to go over one scene real quick that we both didn't talk about. And I thought this was probably the coolest Andin scene in all three books so far and i even wrote in my notes like andon is such a badass and it's the part where he goes to like that club and meets up with that remy guy right <laughs> yeah and how do we not mention this? i don't know and and they're making a deal and remy's just like if you suck me off totally and andon <laughs> yeah. like moves a little closer to him and then he just grabs his junk just like 
and just squeezes it super hard. And he's like, here's how that's actually going to go down. You know what I mean? And then he's, <laughs> and he like gives him he's like this whole different. Such a badass. Yeah. And then he's just like, tucks it back into his pants and he just fucks off and like that was so cool that was like that was so cool that was in that remy guy was even just like i know you want to you yeah. know and then and then anna kind of starts getting closer and i was like oh is this gonna go down like right I now know. i was like, like i want you to get some and but not like this not like this right. and i thought that was so cool that's like the end of our episode i just like oh. had to mention I, f- I forgot it and then i remembered it again and wow like what a fucking badass thing to do dude like... so badass uh also there was uh, another little sidebar here oh um, shit <laughs> there was some we're steamy... not done yet no there were some steamy uh steamy scenes and yeah. uh and this i felt kind of bad because i was cleaning my house and i had like a bluetooth speaker and uh, <laughs> i was listening to it on tape and i was just like cleaning putzing around and i had the office and i had it turned up really loud uh and i was like alone at the house but the window was open in the office and there's like neighbor kids out there uh playing it's a scene where like hilo basically like eats wen's ass (laughs) 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 like bends her over and just like goes to town back there and it's like pretty described like pretty vividly and i like went over there i was like sorry neighbors Hey, like I said in a previous episode, we got adults. They do adult stuff. And you know what? Sometimes it, it, it happens. It, 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 it adds to the story. I agree. Very much. Definitely not taking anything away. It adds to my life. Um, I mean, not like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I and it. with that, <laughs> and with that, that's going to wrap it up for us today on the Book Reviews Kill podcast for part one of book three in the Green Bone Saga, Jade Legacy. Join us on the next episode as we wrap up this series. It has been a blast so far, and I can't wait to do a celebratory. Maybe we'll have some drinks. You know, we always have, we seem to have drinks on the last Yeah, episode. last time we got a bottle of whiskey. Maybe this time we right. should do absinthe because it's green. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this. If you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill, please go click on the link to our Patreon in the description for this episode. It helps out a ton. And if you'd like to join the conversation, we do have a Discord, and the link to that Discord is in the description right under the Patreon link. And if you want to uh, get your neighbors all stoked on you, you can jump on the Audible train with the link below to the 30-day premium membership with two free credits also keep in mind we've got a signed copy of jade city that we're going to be giving away to our patreons uh when we wrap this all up so uh if you want a opportunity to win that bad boy sign up to the patreon thank you so much for listening everybody happy reading have an awesome day bye everybody